Starting Bezos Hashem, Daf Nun Hey, really continuing the parak we started yesterday, Anoidim and Ayerek. Okay, again, Benadarm, Holchan Achar, Lashem, Bene Adam, really going back to, in many ways, the last Mishnah, so, the last parak, sorry. So the Mishnah starts, Hanoidim and Hadogon, if a person makes a nether from Dogon, which, if you translated as grain. So the question is, what's going to fit into the category of grain? So, Asr Bepul HaMitzri Yavesh, Debir So we're going to start with Pul HaMitzri Yavesh, which is the dried beans, okay? Meaning, and we had this in the Mishnah yesterday, we said, Va'asr, we had its counterpart. Va'asr, the safe of the last line of the Mishnah yesterday was Va'asr Bepul HaMitzri Lach Umotr Yavesh. So we said Pul HaMitzri is something that could flex. It could be considered, if it's, if it's lach, if it's moist, so then it's considered a vegetable. If it's yavesh, so then it's made into a flower. And then it's, it's considered, uh, yavesh would be one that would be considered more of a grain. Now, the qualification, according to a mayor here, and we're going to expound it, the Ron says, is it's all based about, it's based upon what is migdan. Okay, meaning what is, they would pile, in the fields they would pile it. And then they would, they, they would do meruach, and that's when it became chayev in trumas and maestras, but it was part of the process. So anything that gets heaped, heaped up into a pile, is in the category of igdon, okay, dogon, right? Heaping it into a pile is the, is the Hebrew word igdon. Therefore, Rameyer holds when you say dogon, you don't mean grains like five minim grains, but rather you mean anything that gets heaped up into a pile like that will get put into a granary. So pool. A mitzri yavesh, right, the dry uh, version of it, okay, so that would be more of like, it would get heaped up, it would get more of like a pile, it would function more, more as an igdan, okay, and that's what we're calling as a grain, meaning grain not in the five grains that's ingrained in our head, okay, oh my gosh, that was, okay, so not the five grains, that's like two in three days, okay, the five, it's an age thing. Okay, five, it's not the five grains, but rather it means grain and then granary. If it functions like it looks like a granary. Okay, pull on Mitzvah, Yavit, Dibra, Meir, that's our Meir, Shita, Rechacham, Aymerim, Enay, Aser, Ela, Bechameshes, Haminim. Okay, the Chamim hold that, no, grain means, like what we know, the five Minim, right? Chita, Sa'ira, right? Wheat, barley, spelt, rye, oats, right? Those were the five grains. That's what we're talking about when a person makes a neder. Rameir, Aymer, so again, Rameir, it's, it's the same Rameir that we had in the Reisha. The Gemara is going to, the Mishnah is repeating Rameir. So basically, in the way the Ram explains this is that even though Rameir had originally said that if you say Dogon, it means not five grains, but it means anything that gets granaried, right? Anything that's piled up and functions and gets stored like a grain, that would be the Lashayim B'nai Adam there. And Meir says, Okay, however, if a person does, only makes a nether from Tvua, so then it's going to be the Heiminim. If a person makes a nether from Dagon, Okay, that again, he's repeating, here we're reiterating. So again, Meir holds that if you say Tvua, it's the five, just the five grains. If you say Dagon, it's anything that gets heaped up in a pile. The Chachamim hold that if you say Dagon, it's only the five grains. Okay, however, Rameir, and again, we repeat Rameir over here, you know, the Rameir we're going to repeat again, and 
However, you're going to be mutter. So what does it come to exclude? If it includes pretty much anything that functions as grain, it comes to exclude, according to our mayor, Paris <coughs> Elon of Yerek. That's, that's what we're coming to explain. If we're saying that it includes everything that gets piled, no. So we're going to exclude fruits and we're going to exclude vegetables. Fruits are normally piled up, though? Yeah, but that's not the point. Maybe they are piled, maybe they're not piled. They're not in the category of igdan. They're not granaried. That's why I said piled, right? I mean, piled's a loose translation, but it's things that go, go into like a granary. Things that function and get harvested as a, a grain. Okay, again, they were a, a very agricultural society. So in their head, according to our mayor, when they said things that function as grain... Right, where our heads are lost. We go to the supermarket and we're lost, right? So and, and they had a specific Adam. So in their minds, there was like grain sort of things, right? According to our mayor, grain sort of things. And then there were fruits and vegetables. Those were three distinct different categories. And therefore the nether applies to anything that get got farmed or when they would deal with the land would function as a grain in the way they treated it. So it's coming to exclude Paris to Elon and Yerek. Zuck the Gemara. So the Gemara says like this: Are you telling me that Dagan, according to our mayor, is anything that's migdan, anything that gets uh, piled up and treated as grain? Rav Yosef really the Gemara. Rav Yosef says hadavar. So this is talking about it's it's quoting a pasuk in Devar Hayamim and referring to a time when Klal Yisrael was lax in Trumas and Maisrus. They weren't so mock-bit about it. So Chizkiah got up and he decided that from now on, everyone's going to have to bring their grain up to Yerushalayim bring their, and take their chumas and maestros there. Okay? So, Uchaparetz hadavar, when this, this uh, edict, right, that, that Chizkiah came up with, became popular, became paretz, right, became widespread. Harbu b'nei Yisrael reishis dagain. Tiresh v'yitzar, so they, w- they would bring Reishis Dogon, Tiresh v'yitzar, v'chol tfuas sadeh l'arayv. Okay, so it says Dogon and tfuas sadeh. Now, frek the Gemara, v'yamre Dogon kol demigdan mashma, maiki paritz hadavar harbu, so why are we saying kol tfuas sadeh? If you're saying, if you're saying that, according to a mayor, anything that, what, what is Dagon, Rameir would hold anything that gets treated, that gets piled up, the Hainu gets treated as a grain. So then the Pasuk already said, Reish is Dagon, so that would include everything. Vecholtu Asada. So what's Vecholtu Asada? It's extra, it's extra word in the Pasuk. So I'm Rabbaya, la suye perisa ilan v'yerek. Okay, and the answer really, if you thought about it, was in the Seifa of the Mishnah. ha. When the Pasuk said, Tuas Asada, that's coming to be Marba, the other two things. Like we said, Everything that functions or gets treated as a grain, according to our mayor, would be considered, a, 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 if, if a person was neither from Dagon, would be Aser. It's the ex- exclusion of Perisa Ilan Agarek, which is what the Pasuk is talking about, that in the time of Chizkiah, they also brought not just all the grains, as in Dagon, according to our mayor, everything, but also the Perisa Ilan and the Yerek, which would have been included. Okay, Remeir Aymer. Okay, so again, what we said was, Tvua, according to everybody, is just a Heiminim. Okay? The Chachamim hold, Noidir Menadagan, is also just a Heiminim. Rameir holds and includes everything that gets treated as grain. Everybody agrees that when you make a nether from Tvua, Shein Aser El Mechmeshes Haminim. Tanya Amihachi, we talk to see this in a Brisa, that Tvua. Is definitely just a heiminim. Shavim benoidim and atvua shein aser al mehe heiminim. Pshita. So the Gemara says it's pasha. You said tvua. 
So the Gemara says, Ma'u de tema tvua komili mashma, kamashmalan, deloi mashma komili. Okay, so we see tvua doesn't, it sounds like tvua could also be a generic term referring to anything that's treated as grains in the field. So Lamaisa, no, that we see it's different. Masar of Yosef, so he's going to ask from this Pasuk, Masar of Yosef, Uchaparetz hadavar harbo b'nei Yisrael. So what did we say? We said, Tvuas sadeh. That's what it says. And Tvua is really, we're going to see this as a preview to the next part of the Gemara. Tvua in the Targum is Alalta. Alalta is a broad term. Okay, so the Gemara says, again, how are you telling me Tvua is alalta. It's a broader term. How are you telling me that it's just the heiminim? So, I'm, <clears throat> so, the, so how could you tell me? You know, we said that even Rameir, who holds, when it comes to Dagon, will say that it includes all grains. When it comes to Tvua, it's just, it's limited to the heiminim. I, it says here, what does it say? It says, v'chol tuas sadet in the Pasuk. And again, if you want to go a little further, the targum of the word tua is alalto, which really is a more broad term. So how are you telling me that the tua just means the heiminim? So the Gemara answers, amarava tua l'chud, tuas sadet l'chud. The Pasuk said tuas sadet, which is a more broad term. That is going to have a more broad implication of what we're talking about. However, for Remeyer, when you just say, tu, even Rameir will agree, when you just say Tua, it just means the Heiminim. Okay, good. Barmar Shmuel, and we have a story that Barmar Shmuel, Pukid, he commanded, right? He was a Shchiv Mirah, he was passing away. So in his will, he said, Pukid, he commanded the list known placer alfe zuzi la Rava. So he said, give 13,000 zuz to Rava, min alalta dinahar tanya. From the alalta of, now we said, Alalta is really Tvua. That's the Targum of Tvua. But it could be used as a more broad term. So the question is, what, and, and what Marshmul's intention was, his intention was that he left over assets that produce. So he decided, I guess, right, that the principal is going to remain in the estate. And he wanted certain people to benefit, the Hainu over here, Rava, from whatever is produced by these assets. Okay, so if he had fields, the fields every year are going to put forth Grain. So he wanted Rava, he said, you can get $13,000 worth of grain, 13,000 zuz of grain. That's what he left for him. Not the principal, the tua, the alalta, right? What grows, okay? So, and it was from the city, it was earmarked. So he said, okay, the assets I have in the Harpanya, those alalta, that tua that it's produced, that is going to be for you, Rava. Shocha, Rava, the Kamei, Yosef, Rava went to go ask a shaila, alalta hechimikarya. So what is this alalta? Meaning, what's included? I want to know. Marshmuel had all these assets in Nahar Panya. What is in the category of alalta that I can get my 13,000 uh, zuz from? So Amr of Yasef Masnisanhi. It's a Mishnah. Vashavim binaydim and atvua sheinah salamachamishas haminim. Rav Yasef answered, well, if alalta is tvua, tvua is metargam alalta, so if that's what we use for targum, so it means you're limited. What did we say tua? Tua is limited to the heiminim. So you want to know, Rava, which ones? It's only from the fields that are going to produce any of the chameshus minim. That's where you can get your, your money from, your inheritance from. Amar le'abaya midami. Abaya says, what are you talking about? Tua le'mashna el chameshus minim. No, we said that tua is a specific term. Alalta kol the mashma. When it comes to lashem b'nei adam, yes, I understand that in the targum, we're metargim tvua as alalta, but really in Lashain b'nei adam, alalta is used 
as a much broader, broader term and would not be limited to the Heminim. So, so they, so fine. Okay, so Rav Yosef, again, Rava sent a Shaila. Rav Yosef and Abai are going back and forth on how to be patient it. Rav Yosef said, no, he, Rava can only get his stuff from the estate of Amar Shmuel for, from uh, these Heminim. Abai said he can get it for everything. So they brought the answer back to Rava. Okay, here were the, here's how the two answers came. Abai said this, Rav Yosef said that. So, <clears throat> so they brought the answer, the responses back to Rava. Arma Rava said, one second, this wasn't even a Shiloh. I know that Alalta is Komili. This, I was asking the following Shiloh. I wasn't asking about fields that produce grain, even though it's not the Hamish's meaning, but rather I was asking from the, for, about the following assets. Again, Marshmuel was leaving Rava that he was going to get profits from certain assets. So Rabbi said, I know that I know that Alalta is not just going to be limited to the Haminim. That I know. I wasn't even asking that question. Well, I'm asking, But Marshmol also had uh, yachts, he had boats, and he had houses that he would rent out. He was an industrious guy. So now the question is, is that going to also be included in Alalta? Meaning, can Rabbi go ahead from the rental income of these boats and these houses, could Rabbi get his 13,000 Zuz? Okay, what's the Shiloh? Since these are depreciable assets, okay, they eventually go down in value, right? In today's day and age, a building is depreciable for 39 years, right? So it is, it's a depreciable asset. So when you rent, it's not pure profit. When you have the fields, whatever the field produces doesn't affect the field. The next year, the, the, the field doesn't depreciate. So maybe, then that's really a Shiloh, maybe when Marshmol was leaving Rava the profits of assets, he was only leaving him the profits from assets that don't depreciate in value, that maintain their value at 100%. Or, what's the other, right? So therefore, keep the pechsan, since they go down in value, lav alalta he oidilma yada since their depreciation is not known, that's what it sounds like, yada. Now, Tysus explains, um, Tyson explains that since it's depreciable over a really long time, like we said, a building's 39 years, so there's not a noticeable depreciation every time there's rent paid. Every time the asset produces money, there's not a notable depreciation. Okay, it's so, it's so little, maybe we'll say that no, it's essentially like a field that produces grain. As far as we're concerned, it's basically pure profit. <laughs> <clears throat> because the depreciation is so, is so minute, so therefore maybe you will consider it al-alta. Okay, so keep in the al-alti. So, now by the way, we never answered the Shiloh. Let's go, the Ronald will address it later. Okay, but right now, so they went back, and said, by the way, you know that Shiloh that you thought you got from Rava about what is considered al-alta, where you said it was, it was just the chameshas minim, and Abaya wanted to say, no, it was all Minim. That wasn't really Rav Shiloh. Rav's real, real Shiloh was, what about the rental income from depreciable assets? That's what he wants to know. Can I draw the 13000 left to me from the rental income of the depreciable assets? So they went back to Rav Yosef. Why is he wasting our time? If he doesn't need us, Rav Yosef got upset. I don't understand if he... Why did he send us a question he didn't need the answer to? Shama Rava. So Rava, Rava heard about this, so Rav Yosef was upset. So Rava came, he waited till Erev Yom Kippur to ask for Mechila. So he shows up at Rav Yosef's house. He sees that Rav Yosef Shamas is the Hava Kamozid Kameh Kasa de Chamra, that he was uh, pouring, he was mixing for him a 
a glass of wine. So in those days, the wine was very strong, and in order to drink it, so you would have to dilute it. It was very concentrated, so they would add the water. The shamas would add the water and dilute it. It was a little bit of an art form. Okay, Amarle Havli. So Rava said, now Rava we've had before. He was a, he was a master mezigar, right? He was a, he was a master uh, diluter. He had a, right, kol maya deloi, kol yayin deloi mali al shalosh, he said, the mozik, kol yayin deloi mozik, achad klas Maya, that it has to be three parts. What a very specific way of preparing it. Okay, so he said, Rav, Rav said, okay, I'll do it. Okay, Amar le havli da amzig le. No, I'll do it. Yoiv le. So the, the butler gave over the meziga, okay, sensitive matter for Rav Yosef. Okay, gave it over to Rava to do. And again, Rav Yosef did not know that Rava had come. The kamazig ihu kasa the chamra. And Rava went ahead and diluted this cup of wine. Kika shasi, so Rav Yosef took a sip from it. Omar, he said, ah, hadeng mizga dami le mizga de Rava bereidu Rav Yosef bar chama. Ah, this is, ah, I've tasted this one before. This is the meziga of Rava. Okay, Amar who knew? says, yeah, that's Taka, he's here. Amar so Rav Yosef said to Rava, you're here. Like, tasev akarech. Now, they didn't have to exchange words, right? They didn't have to, Rav Yosef didn't have to, Rava heard that he was angry. Rav Yosef knew why he was coming, okay? So what was Rav Yosef's, essentially Rav Yosef's taina? Was that Rava acting like a balgaivo? Bal you came, you asked the Shiloh, and then when the, shayla, the answer came back, you're like, I knew that already. <laughs> So, so why are you wasting our time? And of course, you ask him like a balgavi, like Tesev Akarech. So Rav Yosef, to get him to, to kind of, to give him the musr, to give him the, the teichacha, he said like Tesev Akarech, don't sit down. Ad de omrit li pirusha dadein milsa. Come, I want you to explain the following pasuk for me. My dechsev, what does the pasuk say? Umi mibimbar matanom, bamois. Okay, so this is, at, this is uh, at the end of the shira by, <coughs> by the Muhammad. Okay, so really Rav Yosef was telling him this as because he knew how Rava was going to be Mefarish the Pasuk, but it was his way of giving Teichacha, basically saying, don't be such a Balgaiva. Meaning, Amar Lei, so Rav Yosef was essentially forced to be Metargim the Pasuk for Rav Yosef, that was essentially the Teichacha. Rav Yosef said, don't be a Balgaiva, Teich this Pasuk for me. And Rav Yosef said, okay, no problem. Kivan, Rava said, sorry, no problem. Amar Lei, Kivan, Sha'isa Adam as Atzmai Kemidbar, if you make yourself like a Midbar, a wasteland, so then, Shu Mufkar Lakol, Tarin, Matana, you'll get Tarish. And Amar the Pasuk says, Umi Midbar Matana. You'll get terror like a mat- mat- like a matana. The kivach and nitlo matana. When you once you get terror matana nachalukel, right? Then you get the ultimate nachla of a kadosh baruch hu shenemar umi matana nachla. Once you get, so again, you first have to be mashpil yourself. Don't be a balgaiva. Rav Yosef was coming to give him the steichacha. Don't be, you have to be mashpil yourself, then you get the Torah, then you get the nachliel, then you get the elegdula. That's the way it works. What happens? What happens if a person is a balgaiva? Okay, so we see again, you go umi bamais, the high, from the high to the guy to the valley. Okay, to the Amen. HaKadosh Baruch will knock you down. Okay, you'll be dug into the, uh, you'll be uh, lowered into the Karka. So he's playing the words, and he's being derish these words, Dear Shuni, to basically, Rav Yosef is telling Rav, okay, sorry, however, if a person does tshuva, now, I think, I didn't see this anywhere, but I think maybe, you can say 
that that was the end of the Pasuk. Vim Chayzer Bay. Rava added on, Vim Chayzer Bay, Kadosh Baruch Hu Magbiyah. Kadosh Baruch Hu will lift it up. Shenemar kol gay yinaseh. Now, every gay, you now say that every, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will lift you up. So again, if you are kol gay, what does that mean? Any bal gaiva, you now say HaKadosh Baruch Hu lift them up, meaning if they did tshuva from the gaiva. Now, really, this isn't part of the translation of the Pasuk. This is a Pasuk in Yecheskel. No shaiches. So I think maybe you could say that if you, if you kind of look, look at what's going on over here, Rav Yasef is telling him, giving him techacha, making him translate this Pasuk, which is basically saying, don't be such a Baal Gaiva. Rav was forced to essentially be metagram in the Pasuk and explain it. And he added in, I don't know if this is the Gemara's postscript or maybe this is Rava's postscript. Maybe Rava said to Rav okay, I got the Musr. I'm doing, I did Shuva. And therefore he said to him, don't worry, that if you do tshuva, maybe that was Rava himself responding to Rav Yosef that he was makabal the Musr that he did tshuva. Either way, and the Ran basically says here that the, what was Rava's uh, real shaila after he sent the non shaila there, the one that he didn't really have, right? It was a lalto zol So either way, what about the batim and the rental batim? So the, the shaila was not poshit. So he says that since when we talk about lekuchas, we talk about something coming to collect what's owed to them, we're going to have to go le. Right, we're going to go lakula essentially. We're not going to take money from somebody else if we don't know. So therefore, we, don't, we didn't answer the Shiloh. And when it came to collect what he's owed, so we would have to say that no, Rava would not be able to collect it. But when it comes to Nadarim, Nagele Inyaneinu, okay, if a person would make a nether from Alalta, because we didn't really address that, right? If, since Nadarim, Adam, if a person would make a nether after, based on Alalta, and we say, Stam, Lashain, we go after Nadarm is is Lashayim Bnei Adam. We go after what people. So if Alalta could possibly mean that, we have to go to Chumra and say right again. The side of the Shiloh was since it's such a slowly depreciating asset, maybe it's still in the category of Alalta, right? And therefore it would be Usser. Tanya Hanoider Min Hadogon. If a person makes a Neder from Dogon, Usser Afa Pula Mitzri. Okay, like we said, this sounds like the Pula Mitzri Yavesh. It sounds like Rameyer. It functions as a grain, something that is. Gets treated as a grain. Umutter belach, okay, and you would be mutter belach, meaning, like we said, that Pula Mitzri was again this Egyptian bean that flexes both ways. If it's moist, then it, it's kind of like a vegetable, and if it's dry, then it functions as a grain. Umutter be'iris, person's gonna be mutter in iris, chilka targus atisni. So, a person, even though we said, you're gonna be usher from anything, again, in Ramey or anything that is treated as a grain, iris, rice is not. Also, chilka. Targus and Tisni. Now, these are wheat that is split either into two, three, or four. We've had this before. And in Brachas, okay, the point is, it's very interesting, and the Rashba actually picks up on this, and he says, well, we just said, Rameyer holds, that all Dagon, all Dagon, right, when we say Dagon, I refer to everything that, could, and now we're saying wheat because it's split. So he wants to say from there that it could be that even in Rameyer, this whole neder, when a person makes a neder from Igdon, is only at the raw kernel stage. But once it's flour, he's allowed to have it. Why? Because we see if Chilka, Targus, and Tisni is allowed, where the wheat was just split into two, so for sure a mayor is only meaning when it's in the raw form. But then, right, which, which out of a major enough. Nof- split before he made well, one second. So, so that's his other answer. So he, the, the Rosh wrote, so first he, he entertains, and first he says this. He says this as a shot. And then at the end, he ends up with a line, which is where you're going to go. He says, basically, we see from this brysa that it's only the whole Bermeyer Shita of what we're talking about is only when it's in its raw form. But if it, it would be an extreme, if it was flour, then it would be allowed. Okay? So 
Why? Because Tigris and Tisni, which is split, is allowed, according to our mayor. Mutter for this. So then, but then he says at the end, the words he says at the end is exactly, exactly what Isaac's saying, that, that no, he says, umihu, I'll just, uh, I quoted the words, umihu efshe lidchais, maybe taka not, the hasam kvar perish, shenasa kvar, the hasam kvar perish, shenasa kvar, tagas tisni, and a chilka tagas and tisni. That maybe the brysa is not talking about, no, even grain would be also, what are we talking about chilka tagas and tisni? Exactly what Itzik was saying, which is that before you made the neder, if it was already, it had been split or made into flour, then it wouldn't be included. Meaning, but at that, at that point forward, anything that is grain and then becomes a product of grain would also be usher. So he entertains both ways. But, okay. So if a person makes a nether from Paris, Hashana, Paris of this year. So also Bechol Paris, Hashana. You're going to be also in all the Paris of this year. So again, if it's only, it's only Paris, but you're going to be mutter in anything. So the question is, does Paris, what we're saying is Paris means fruit, not offspring. Not what's produced. Okay, therefore you're going to be mutter in Gedim, Tloim, Bechalav, milk, Bebeitzim, eggs, Begoizlais, as birds, if he says anything that grew this year, so now you're a much more inclusive Lashon, then you have to say, and the Ran says, by the way, that's only if you say this year. But if you said, Gidule of forever are going to be Aser, that is going to be a neder that is, he says, um, that is going to be a neder that you can't be, that's a neder that's that you can't keep. If you say, I'm never going to have anything, anything that is produced, anything that gets produced, I'm never going to have an offer on, that's too much. But for this year, yeah, for a year, you could hold down. Gedule means produce over here? Gedule means, means, yeah, that it's like an offspring. Right. I mean, not necessarily animals, but anything, Gedule, that grows, was produced this year. It's an outgrowth of something else. A person who makes a nether from Paris Haaretz, he's going to be usher from the Paris Haaretz. Then he's going to be mutter to eat um, <coughs> mushrooms and truffles. Okay, so these are mushrooms and truffles are a, like a fungus. They grow, right? They grow on the ground. They appear to grow on the ground, but they're not really like a vegetable. It doesn't, it doesn't take root. Okay, so we're going to say again, since you made an Edermen Paris Haaretz, which would include Paris as in fruits and pre Adama, as we discussed, meaning anything, anything that is put, put forth by the land, so you would, we're saying you're going to be Mutter Command Petrius. However, because it's not considered Paris Haaretz, it really, it's not an outgrowth of the land, but if you say what grows on the land, then Aser Bekulon. You're going to be Aser even in Command Petrius because the Command Petrius, yes, they don't, they don't, they're not Paris Haaretz, but they are a they do grow on the ground, so it's considered a gedule, a gedule karka. Going back, we had this in brachas. Al Something that does not grow from the ground. So again, anything that does not grow from the ground, you make a shahakal. So we say You make a shahakal. Why? Because it does not grow from the ground. So how did you just say that if you say Gedule Karka Alai, it's going to be Aser, that Commandment Pitrius are going to be Aser. What are you talking about? So the Gemara says, V'tanya Amel Fahazub Yisrael Commandment Pitrius Amr Shakon Nebivare Amr Abaya Mirba Ravi Me'ara Okay, they grow on the ground Me'nak Me'avira Yanki However, it's a fungus, so the, yeah, the nutrition is not provided by the ground. 
They happen to grow on the ground, but it's not something that its nutrients are provided from the ground. Ah, you said if it's en gidule was the key point. Then you said, right, so why is it, these are gidule mina aretz. They are gidule according to what you just said. So you shouldn't make a shock on them. So you have to change that bright. So when we're talking about brachas, that we didn't really mean gidule mina aretz, tani, We said that does, something that doesn't get its nutrients from the ground. Okay, so again, gidule, so you have to change that bright. So really, gidule aretz would asr, for nether purposes, would asr kamein and pitrius. And the brisa, kamein and pitrius, you'd make a shahakal. Why? Because it's not. That's, that's what we're basically saying. Zakta Mishnah. min ha kesos. If a person makes a nether from clothing, so mutter besakov iria. So you're going to be mutter to wear sackcloth, right? Ubi iria. Okay. Uve chamila. So iria is also like um, a curtain, right? What we're saying is you said you're not going to have clothes. So if you decide to take you know, your curtains off the window and wear them, that's not clothes. That's not L'shem B'nei Adam of clothes. Sackcloth as well, which is going to be interesting. We'll see in a moment. With a chamila, you could still wear a rain hat. That's not in the category of clothes. Amar kainim tzemer oila alai. So if a person said, wool's never going to touch my skin. Neder. Right? So then, mutter liskasos begizei tzemer. You could cover yourself with bundles of pishtim. Okay? That you, when we say wool, that you're not going to have enough from wool, what we mean is to wear standard L'shem B'nei Adam. You don't mean to cover yourself with bundles of pishtim. Okay, or pishtan oil alai, same idea with, that was Gizeh Temer, sorry, it's the same thing, pishtan oil alai, motelaskatsvani, say pishtan, the standard, Tanakama holds that the standard, the understanding when you said, I'm ushering myself on wool or linen, the standard use is for clothing, and therefore, you're only usher clothing, you're not going to be ushered at, put bundles of wool and linen on you. Rabbi Huda, Amer, no, you have to look at the situation. Hakolafia neider. Look at the situation surrounding the nether. Ta'an, if he's carrying these heavy bundles of wool or linen, the zia, and he's sweating, kasha, he's short breath, right? He's, he's working hard. So, and he says, I'm never going to have any enough from this temer pishtim. Then obviously there, we know exactly what's prompting him to make the nether. It's the fact that he's frustrated that he has to carry these heavy anitze of temer pishtim, and therefore the bundles would be usher, not the, he's not ushering clothing, he has no problem with clothing, wearing temer pishtim clothing, it's the fact that he, he's stuck with this heavy load. Then, mutter is for usher lash then he's not allowed to carry it, so again, he's not allowed to get any hana from it as carrying it, how he would, lash right, throwing it behind the shoulder, I guess would provide some sort of warmth, so it would be in a carrying form that would be usher, okay, or the piles of Right, the Anitse Pishtan and Anitse Semer. Tanya, we have a similar price on Neiderman Hakkisos. The person makes a nether from clothing. Mutter Besak, Uviri of a Chamila. So it's going to be Mutter, again, Asering clothes are going to be things that are limited to clothes. So what we're saying is these, the following things here, are not considered clothes. Sak, Uviri of a Chamila. Like we had in our Mishnah, which is again sackcloth, Uriya curtains, for Chamila as a rain hat. However, what is considered part of clothing? Right, is the old debate, is a purse, do you wear a purse or do you carry a purse? The aser, the punda of a piskia, right? A money belt is considered wearing. Punda, these are, these are different types of money belts. Wide ones, skinny ones, okay? Uve kortia, okay? Uvis kortia, so that's some sort of leather shirt, so that's going to be aser. Again, these are all in the category of clothing. Uve katvila, some other sort of leather covering, vanpilia, I think these are generally socks. Uplinia, 
Okay, it's an apron, that's pants, and a hat. So a hat is in the, regular hat is in the category, a rain hat not, but a regular hat is in the category of clothing, and it would be also within your nether. My is kurti, what's is kurti? So one of them we try to translate, that's a leather shirt, Tanya. Hayoitzin, okay, so now this is, we're going to, now, and really what the Gemara is doing, it's coming to compare to Shabbos. We said that if a person makes a neder on ksus, clothing, he's not going to have enough on clothing, sock, urea, is going to be mutter, that's not in the category of clothing. So let's see, Tanya, this is to Sefta and Shabbos, yoitzin besak ava. So what we're saying is like this, now when it comes to Shabbos, anything that's clothing, you're allowed to wear. Anything that's not clothing, is a masu, you're carrying, you're not allowed to carry out on Shabbos. So, yoitzin, a person may go out on Shabbos, besak ava, that a person is able to wear these things. So even though we said by Nadarim, they're not in the category of clothing, but for wearing on Shabbos for its sub-purposes, they are in the category of clothing. That's what comes interesting. However, okay, so you, for, because if it's raining, you can wear, wear, you can wear a rain hat, it's situational. But again, when it comes to Nadarim, we're going after the Lashayim B'nai Adam. So when people oster themselves on clothing, they're not thinking rain hat. Okay, Avaloi B'teva, person may not go out on Shabbos with a box, Right, teva bekupa, not different types of boxes. Those you can't, that's not clothing. Lun machtelas, not with a mat, Haroyim, okay, the royim, which are the shepherds, yoitzim besakin, and shepherds can always go out with sock, with, with sackcloth. That's, that, that was their normal clothing. The point is, we're contrasting this with Shabbos, that even though by Nadarim we're saying that these things are not considered clothing, for Shabbos purposes, they are considered clothing. One last thing. Um, Rabbi Yehuda, so again, we had a machlekes in the Mishnah. Tanakama said that when you say, when a person says he's, he's makes the nether on wool and linen, it all automatically means clothing. Rabbi Yehuda says it's situational. Depends on, on what, what the situation is. We're going to read into it. Tanya. Now the Ron says, what's, the Ron says that this brisa is actually a little different than the Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah. And I'll, I'll speak it out. Tanya, Kate said, I'm Rabbi Yehuda, Kolofiyanoi there. <clears throat> What's an example of, we're going to go based on what the situation is. So if a person is wearing wool pants, the hates are, and they're very tight on him. They're too tight pants. Okay? And he says, So he's clearly uncomfortable with the tightness of his wool pants. And he makes a nether saying, It's going to be awesome on me. Okay, we can definitely relate to that these days. Everybody walking around with the too tight pants. What? He gets up from his seat and he's got to pull down the calves every time. It was kind of this summer alive. Okay, so then Usser Lilbay, she's going to be Usser to wear because it's clear that he has an issue with wool clothing. <clears throat> he would be, be able to carry bundles of tzemer. He's not trying to answer that. <laughs> Again, if he's carrying pishton, and he's sweating, <laughs> so then then he obviously means bundles. I need say pishton. Okay, so the way the Ron explains this, and it says that everybody agrees, but if you notice, the Brysa brings two examples. In the Mishnah, so then the Chachamim say that it always means clothing. We don't look at the situation. Lashem and Adam is clothing. Semer of is automatically clothing. Always going to be mutter on Nitzib. In the Bryce, in the Mishnah, we said, the Yehuda says, it's a kol lefi. We said a kol lefi hanayder. And we only brought one example. Which example? That if the guy's schlepping bundles and he's sweating. In the Bryce, we brought both examples. The guy has pants that are too tight. And he says, <clears throat> and he makes the kainim. 
So the Ran wants to say that since in the, the Brisa we bring both examples, and in the Mishnah we only bring one example, the difference is, there's a difference in the Rabbi Huda and the Brisa versus the Mishnah is what is the Stam Das? Meaning, let's say a person, it's not evident. He, say, he wakes up in the morning, he gets out of bed, he goes, Kainim Tzemeralai. There's no, there's, no, there's no indication that it came from clothing nor from carrying. So the Stamdas, <coughs> in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yehuda would hold, it follows, we would say it means clothing. That's what we would, we would automatically say, it means clothing. Because that's the Stam. And, and, and Rabbi Yehuda's not arguing, he's only arguing that if there's a situation that's muhach otherwise, if there's a haychacha otherwise, we are going to go based on whatever the haychacha is, meaning the guy schlepping the load. Versus Rabbi Yehuda and the Brisa says that no, there's no such thing as a stamdas. You need a haychacha either way. And therefore, that's why the Brisa had both examples that you have to look at the situation. If it's not muhach, I guess it would not be a neder at all. If it's not muhach, which one? We wouldn't know a ta'asr. But the, there is no such stam. That's what he wants to say. That's the difference between the Rabbi Yehuda and the Brisa and Rabbi Yehuda and the Mishnah. However, he does bring that the Rambam zal enam kain. Okay, he, he says that the Rambam doesn't agree to his pshat. Okay, but that's the Ron's trap that there's really essentially three levels. According to the Tanakama, that no matter what, wool and linen mean clothing. According to Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah that says that it means clothing unless it's muhach otherwise. And Rabbi Yehuda in the Brisa says that no, it could go either way and therefore you need a haychacha to understand what your nether is going to apply to.